0: Today we finally have our top 10 duos of the NBA. But we'll also be going on before we start into that. We're we'll talking about our the NBA preseason. Uh, we're talking about the first couple of first teams are getting a couple runs in. Uh, looking who's looking good, who's looking not very so good. Some surprises in preseason and everything in between. All right. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, Lucky, how are you, brother? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well, mate. Can't complain. Two feet in a heartbeat, so I'm going very good. Very good. So, without further ado, let's just get into it. Um, pre-season first started, you know, so you got all the teams getting into their games. You know, we've seen Brooklyn and Utah play a couple of uh, international teams. Uh, today, We this is today for Australia. It is the 8th of October. So, we've got to see Denver, I mean, not Denver, Detroit, Orlando play. We saw... Atlanta, New Orleans play. So Cleveland we saw a couple of teams, you know. Overseas team as well. A couple of overseas teams. And uh, what is it? Brooklyn and Lakers are in China, in Shanghai. They're going to go play a game over there, which should be a nice, interesting game to see. Uh, but a the, controversy with all the uh, Chinese at the moment. What controversy? Kong, Dale Maury. Have you seen all that no. recently? What's happened?
1: Uh, apparently he came out with a uh, tweet and... Uh, it was taking offense. He was fighting because of all the uh, riots over in, in Hong Kong at the moment. Is Hong Kong in China or
0: is it different? Is it a different country? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I, know.
1: All I know is that they banned all the China games for uh, the G League. That, they were going to have some G, G League, League games over in there. China.
0: Okay. And uh, the Rockets are looking to um, remove him. I'm looking to remove him. I thought they were talking about. I was saying he possibly could get removed. But I didn't think they were going to remove him in not general. Not, def- not, not definitely remove him, but there, it's an option. He, surely he shouldn't get the sack because of that. No, definitely not. I mean, that'll be a bit of how you are going if you ask me. But yeah, no. But without into it, let's get into our preseason. Um, the first game I want to talk about it was the Atlanta Hawks versus New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, we got to see, you know, the not the debut of Zion because that will be soon. But you know, we're trying to see the debut. first. Yeah, we got to see. His first game in an NBA uniform. Looked pretty smooth. He looked pretty smooth. It was a uh, a big dunk. He threw that down, big dunk early in the game. Yeah, he it was massive. Went to his right hand and he did a bit of a like, LeBron-esque type dunk. Mm. It's funny because he's left-handed and he just looked like he was a right-hander there. You know, he just sometimes so you can see players when they're left-handed or they're right-handed when they go to their non-dominant hand, it looks a bit not different, just looks... It looks a bit less functioning, but no. No, he oh, was a thunderous dunk, good. I can tell you that much. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh guy oh, yeah, I like to talk about and he didn't get a lot a lot of people don't really know who he is, but I was watching the highlights to like eleven minute one of House of Highlights and they had uh DeAndre Bemby. A lot of highlights of him. He was looking pretty smooth out yeah. there. He was looking yeah, really he was good. looking really good today. He could um, be a player will get decent. DeAndre Hunter from. was looking alright. Yeah, he had a lot of uh, shots early. to start with. He had a lot of shots earlier. I mean, I don't really that. know what he's like, so I wouldn't really couldn't tell you. But if he did that in college, and I didn't, I he didn't really uh, play with a
1: great. I'd say great uh, point guard in college, where he's playing with a a pretty damn point guard, pretty good damn point guard in that uh, Trey Young. Yeah, he's playing for
0: probably in four or five years. He will, I think, he can lead the league in assists. He's that good. I think. I think if he really wanted to lead the league in assists, he could. He's more for that team, you know, a player that needs to score the ball too. But he's really, really good at just finding teammates. He's got vision that he can't teach. So he's really... He's going to be really good for that. I mean, the, Atlanta
1: team. the whole Hawks team looks pretty exciting. Yeah, the
0: Hawks team's going to look good. I mean, they got beat by 10, 15, 15 or 20 or something. I can't know off the top of my head. But, you know, that's just preseason. No, they look they look pretty nice. They look pretty good. I think they've got... I think they got to get a backup point. I know they're going to ever have Evan Turner run in that situation, but... I still think they need a backup point just in case. I oh, mean, you look at their team; they got a crap ton of shooters. Yeah, they got a lot of shooters. They got so they drafted two two swing men in the NBA: Cam Radish, and uh, they also drafted Hunter, as we said. But they also got Kevin Huerta, They got DeAndre Joe Yeah, he didn't play did today. Yeah, so they got a lot of these pieces that did. You know, I feel all of them can get minutes in the league. So it's going to be interesting how they can run that situation. Uh, and they also have Evan Turner, who if you. I think he's gonna run that backup point, but you know I wouldn't be shocked if they go get another point guard. You know, but they got that's a lot of there's a lot of wings, in particular. But I, I still think they they they're gonna be as as I said before on previous podcasts. I think that they're gonna be fighting for that eight seed in the East. I think they're that good. I think they're young, run right up and down the court. I think John Collins will take a step up this year. Same with Trey Young, they could be dark horses for All Stars. I don't know if they'll make it, but they'll be dark horses for All Stars. Uh, it's, uh, especially today. in the East It's a very weak yeah, especially conference I think that that 7-8 that, that seed's up for grabs I think, you know, we're watching a bit of highlights of Orlando right now They're looking pretty good But I still think that that, that position could be up for grabs But uh, Team I do like to wanted to talk about were New Orleans I thought New Orleans looked very sharp I think Lonzo Ball looks like a f- stud I think he looked like he was going to have a massive year this year all the controversy and the, the drama that's happening with him and his BBB situation, I think it hasn't really affected him on the court because he looks like he like a Lonzo of old. It looks like he's just fully healthy. I don't think he's been healthy in, coming into the NBA since his rookie season. So it'll be good to see him fully fit, healthy, you know, free because there's no other point the other's going to get minutes over him. He's going to get a lot, of, a lot of minutes. He's going to be a really, really good piece to play there. Um, I also do like... I like they had this guy, I think name was Francis Millet. He was playing really good. He's a big, He's a, he'd be a 4-5, I man for them. Uh, he's, I think he's European, but he looked really good for them. He made some good moves. I don't know if he's going to be fully contracted, but it wouldn't shock me if he got signed. I just don't know off the top of my head, but, yeah, they looked really good.
1: But, uh, I mean, uh, see the, uh, yeah, you were talking about the, the Euro guy. He was... Pretty good. Nikkei, yeah. I love Nikhil Alexander Walker.
0: Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, just, I didn't watch the a lot. Of, I didn't really focus on him that much. I think he'll be, he'll be just a guy that like, it's a, it's a big, to big ass, but he'll be like a, a guy like, uh, Lou Williams off the Clippers, who's not really, he's kind of positionless in that guard, so he the combo, and he'll go out and just go get buckets for you. He'll be a good less piece like that. It's a big ass for him to be like a Lou Williams, but he'll be a good piece. For them, um, watching Detroit play, they are preseason. I know it's all preseason, but they did bring Jake Rose off the bench. and um, that'll uh, continue to happen throughout throughout the season. I think they could tr- possibly look at trading Reggie Jackson. Uh, I think that they need just to get one. I think one more starting quality wing because they didn't start. Boy, I don't believe I think they started. Uh, no, not not maker sorry. Uh, Tony Snell. So yeah. I don't think Tony Snell's that crash hot, if you ask me. So I would be looking to get it back a nice a nice three Uh But yeah, no, the, the Detroit looked okay. I mean, great. It's just preseason. Like, you can't really play into it. I don't, you might the 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 if the Brooklyn Nets beat the Lakers by hundred, you know, it doesn't matter. Cause it's just preseason. Yeah, you know, if that would never happen, but you know. It's just preseason; it doesn't matter. But yeah, but um, you know, I think enough talking about preseason. I think we'll get into our top ten, top ten duos in the NBA. So, before we get into the ten, we'll have a uh, honourable mention. Now, if we were to do this last year at the start of the season, it'd be very different. You know, the duo would be Steph KD. I mean, yes, yeah, Steph and KD, and then there'd be a bit of a decent drop off.
1: Oh, yeah, there wasn't many uh, jurors going back in the league.
0: Yeah, Damon C.J. would be up there. John Ward, Bradley Beard would have been up there. Yeah. But, yeah, no, not not anymore. But, yeah, looking into it. So, we'll go honourable mentions first. My honourable mention was San Antonio. Um, it's based off, based off, this this is also based off everything's healthy. So, this, t- this is full healthiness. You know, everyone's, we're imagining if everyone was fully fit, this would be the all the old duo, So I did have San Antonio, I think. Tomather Rosen took a bit of a step backwards last year. Uh it's new surroundings for him, new season. You know, moving from Toronto to San Antonio would have been a big jump. You know, he's going from east to west, so he's gonna have to verse, you know, better quality teams throughout the year. I think Aldridge had a much better season than him, but if he can take that step back with, back up to where he was at all star, I think they can be a they can be a duo. That's you know not just top ten, top seven, top six, because Demar Derozan was at the, at that point what top three, top four shooting yard in the league when he was with Toronto, and you know Aldridge is gonna always be that guy to give you probably twenty points, you know seven, eight, nine rebounds a game. So I'd like i I'd, I'd like to have that. You know I like to have little big combos in there, but. Yeah, there's ten other duos in the NBA, I believe, that are better than them. That's just put simply. I still think they'll, they'll be a good duo. I mean uh, San Antonio will always be a tough team. They'll still wait the playoffs, but they're yeah, my honourable mention. Um who was your honorable mention a lot? Um I had Denver. A little bit of an odd one. Yeah. Um I like
1: Jamal Murray and Jokic, but I mean, I like Denver as a team. And I mean when you look at them I think I just think of them as a team. I don't really they, they play team ball, they you know, they, they win games as a team, even though you know Jokic is their star player. But Who's I, yeah, the best I just... player of that
0: four, San Antonio and Denver? It's Jokic, he's the best player right now, yeah. Jokic. Who's the second best? In Denver? No, out of Denver and San Antonio. Uh, Jamal Murray. So you're saying San Antonio? Oh, you got DeRozan, sorry, yeah. DeRozan, Aldridge, Jokic and Jamal Murray. Yeah. Yeah, you'll pick two out of them. Who's in? Who's so Jokic would be one. Who's the second best player? i I'd take DeRozan. Okay. Yep. Dominant scorer.
1: But yeah, I mean, when I was like... It's, it's a tough choice, but I mean, when you look at Denver, I mean, I think it was a team, and you know, you, you, San Antonio, they run a similar system. San Antonio run and gun. They, they move the ball a lot. They they shoot the 3 Um
0: I like to watch them. They're a great team to watch. I think they're a team... of the. They're very similar to watching the Warriors play back in 2012-13. The Warriors didn't really have a dominant center back then, but they were very, you know, free flowing, move the ball, play fast, hard, energetic. They were just a fun team to watch. So I understand where you're coming from. There's no real certain duo. I had them in my top ten. I thought that they were I thought that, you know, Jokic. Uh, I, so I, I,
1: I was just more um biased to my tenth spot. I really wanted them in my
0: ten. Yeah, I you know, it's hard. To not f- not Denver. I mean, the the team I know that who have ten never picked for number ten. ten is Yeah, I I I know who that is. So we'll we'll get into ten because I believe uh, we'll go with you first. You go ten.
1: Yeah. So oh, I was a bit biased. I mean, I've been watching all the all the all the preseason stuff and all the hype. All the hype. traded last year. I mean, we're talking about Porzingis and and Doncic from the Mavs from Dallas. And, yep. You know, and and uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot of potential. There's massive potential. Um, that could be one of the best. A lot of high risk and, and stuff and, involved. Yeah, that could be a,
0: the best bright, the brightest duo. Oh yeah, we've seen in a long, long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hype with it, which is which is good, and I love it. Um, obviously, you know, high risk taking. Paul Zingas when he had his ACL.
0: You know what? I would probably do that trade every day of the week. Oh yeah, I think at the end of the day, Fit the Dicks, Dicks, You know, they got Dennis Smith Jr. All right. I can't think of anyone else they got. They got nah. the first rounder from Dallas, I think, 2021, 2023. Might have got to one of, yet, I think yeah. they got one or two of them. But you're giving up your franchise player, Chris Taps, who was an all-star. Knicks haven't had an all-star since Melo, and they haven't had an all-star they liked since Stoudemire, probably. So to give him up, I don't think for a lot. I just think it's a, it's a crazy move. Yeah. You know, well, yeah,
1: that's what I mean. Like, I've been watching all the hype, the shoot arounds, and the you know, they had the uh, yeah, I think the Knicks got fleeced. Oh, agreed, but um, I've been watching the the shoot around stuff and the 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 uh, you know, the what do they call it? the scrimmage game they had the other day. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of little you know clips from that of just KP. Um, I mean, just there was a lot of hype over Doncic last year, and I loved he's a great player to watch. He's so smooth the
0: way Doncic he plays, he's the best player. Euro for a bit that we've drafted I think Dungeons is the best player coming out of a rookie season since Blake Griffin was yeah he, he just he just he's just great to watch like he's so smart the game's so slow for him and effortless that's what you I know, love to watch about him
1: he, you can tell he's been a professional in the Euro League oh yeah you um, can absolutely tell it. but just you leave. know and that pays off big time for him oh, but yeah. that's why I'm, that's why I like that's why I like these two you know I, I do agree that Denver's got the better two and the better team. Sorry, the better yeah, team. They, yeah, they do. Um, But just based on hype, I'm putting them in there because I'm really excited to watch a couple of games because either one of those two can explode for, you know, 25, 30 points a night. Yep, absolutely. Um, they can. And to watch those two in the pick and roll is going to be deadly. Pick, pick and, and roll. Pop, pick, pick and anything, really. Picking anything with, pick and anything with KP picking and Doncic. I mean, Doncic has got eyes in the back of his head and KP can shoot and extend his range. Um, yeah, I've also seen much. some photos of KP, and he's put some weight on. He's looking
0: big. He's, so looking, he's looking strong. He's he, looking um, like he's like proper strong. Yeah, like when people are like, oh, he's weak. You, just because you're skinny doesn't mean you're weak. I mean, you look at KD; he's not weak at all. You know, he's pretty strong. You can't just back him down. But now he's looking like he's you know real strong, real big right now, which is going to be a problem for the league. I think not just not this year, not so much, but there'll be a problem for the league. You know, two three years time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd put never because to hype, and he puts yeah, the weight I on. So, but you yeah, know what? Like I, want you want, I want I want to see yeah. this combo. That
1: they're not going to make playoffs, no way. But they're going to be exciting to watch. So, yeah, that's my that's my ten spot. The
0: Mavs. Yeah, my, my ten was Utah. I had Utah in there. I think the reason why I had Utah is because Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell were both healthy. I've got to see what they they were playing. They didn't play on the same teams last year, but uh, I thought that they were fit and healthy. I think that having someone like Mike Conley is like the perfect fit for Donovan because he's so he's so quiet in the way he he gets his points. He's, he was in Memphis, which is not a big market, so he wasn't really you know built up that big. He had a really one two years where the the media was talking about him more than he usually was. I think he's you put him in the East; he's a four five time All Star already. I think he's gonna be that piece Utah needs, that second scorer, when that just gives the pressure off Donovan. If he's not having a good game, you can say, okay, it's Mike, Mike, here's your turn. Go get your points, because he'll probably average, I think, 18, 19 points, four, four, five assists. And there hasn't been a player that has done that for Utah in Donovan Mitchell's time. And it's going to be good to see Donovan Mitchell just be more patient with his and he'll be a, I think he'll be more efficient because he'll have Mike Conley fit, not just feeding him he'll have Mike Conley you know taking pressure off him because he's that threat so sometimes he will be situations where they kick it to Mike Conley and then Donovan Mitchell be on a weak side skip pass happens he'll be war- open because they have to worry about Conley because he's such a threat and I do like you know the, the duo with the left right hand you know Donovan's a righty and Conley's a lefty so I, I really like that situation you can put them on their dominant sides they can go get buckets. I think, you know, also, well, I wanted to say, like, they got uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, another piece player, who can just go out and get buckets too. So, you know, Utah's going to be a team. I don't know I'm enough of course here, but Utah's going to be that team that I reckon is going to be, if they can catch fire at the right time of the season, they could be a team that, you know, could knock off a, knock off a Houston. I think they could knock off a Houston, a team, like, that's built up. You know, I think they'll be a really nice team to watch. But yeah, they are they, my ten. I had them at ten. Um, number nine. Look, you did have Utah, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I had.
1: Yeah, I I had the Mavs at ten, which means I put um I put the uh, Utah Jazz at, at nine. And like you said, I just I like that combination. They're just going to work. Um, they could definitely upset teams no matter what. Like, yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, they're, the things scary about them. They're another team that's just you know. Yeah, they've got a dynamic duo in, in Conley and, and uh, Mitchell, but they do have a whole six, seven other blokes on their yeah. team. Um, so, yeah, they, they could definitely upset them. But, yeah, no, I agree with you. I just put them in nine uh, over the Mavs, obviously, because they're a better duo, uh, more proven duo, um, even though they haven't played together. But, yeah, that's what that's my thoughts on that Yeah, and I think
0: Mike Conley's understanding the fact that he just wants to win. Yeah, and they've been working out, and they, he just wants to win. He wants to make this work. You know, he's been in Memphis for a couple of years, but they haven't really done anything. So he wants to win. So I think they'll be a really good fit for them. And Quinnstein is a really smart coach, so he'll be able to put him in good situations. Um, number eight for me, I had Den Denver. Oh, yeah. No nine, sorry. Number nine, I had Denver. I just think that Denver's got that that second piece in Jamal Murray, who can be he can be an all star in. He can be an all-star if he fully reaches his potential. I think he's really, really, really special because he can he can run off systems, run off screens, but he can also be a point guard. Like he was, he came into the league as a two, but he could be a point. He's more of a point right now, you know. So he, but he can still push that to, to that two guard when they put Monte Morris on, which is not a lot of point guards can do that. And he's pretty big. He's six four, six five, so he's got good size for a point guard. And he that's why he played
1: like, a lot of. Um... Two to guard in, in within. I well, when he was in Kentucky. Yeah,
0: he would have. Yeah, he okay, absolutely Coach did. K. I don't know who he had oh, with Coach him. Calipari. Sorry, I don't know who he had with him that year. I can't know it's off top of my head, but yeah, he would have played a lot of two because he came into the league as a two because I had Moody at that time. But yeah, no, I think for me Denver's just it's so hard to stop that combination of combination of Jokic and Murray. If you can stop them, I think. Denver's a team where you, you, you let Gary Harris, you let Paul Millsap right now score the majority of the buckets because I don't think they can win like that. So that's why I had them at nine. I think that they're too special not to be at number nine. You know, we, like we spoke to them, spoke about them more. You know, you probably hit the nail on the head. You know, this, they're very good, but they are more of a team. I understand that, but I thought that they were pretty good. And I, that's why I had them at uh, number nine for me. So number eight... Uh, we both agreed on this one we both had uh, the Milwaukee Bucks at number 8 I think Milwaukee for me they're a good team I mean they're a team I don't think built right now as they are I could be wrong but I don't think, it. I don't think they'll ever win a chip with this team that they've built they need Chris Middleton to be the third piece if he is their third piece or or unless he takes a step up they will not... Who's their, who's
1: their second piece?
0: That's the thing. He's their second piece now, but they need to go get second piece. Yeah. See, I don't think that Chris Middleton's that good. He wasn't even starting for Team USA this season, and he was an all-star. Yeah, so true. That, that's what I think. I just think that he's he's a good player, but I don't think he's a he's a great player. It might be contradicting myself, but he is better than... That duo's just worked, so that's why I'd have him at number eight, because we've seen him work. Like He's not a scrub or anything, but... I just, no, don't, he think just, I just he don't think that Compliments. I'm Giannis getting off track. Very yeah, well. I'm getting off track, but they'll never win a chip with those two. But yeah, now, nah, talking about combos, yeah, now nah, he's, he's, he's a guy who doesn't need the ball in his hands. And Giannis nah. is a guy that needs to ball in his hands so much. And he needs to play with that ball. He needs to do something with the ball nearly every possession. He needs a touch of it. He's really good for them. He's a nice piece that, you know, he can. He's actually really good in the post. And a lot of players, I. It's a dying breed for, you know, wing players are playing the post. And he's good at playing in the post, which is really good, which is what I like to see. I like to see, you know, the players playing the post. He's actually not bad in pick-and-roll situations too. He's not a bad ball handler. He's kind of like a lesser version of Giannis. He's just not af- as athletic and as skilled. He's very, you know, a slow mean. Well, not a slow man. A very, you know, slow approach, but he'll just get there to his situations. What, about, yeah, what do get, you reckon? He
1: gets in the spots he needs to when he... And he... He's able to, you know, get off pick and rolls, and he's very smooth out of. He's one of those guys who's just not. He's not, not built speed like he's not a th- totally athletic either. No. You watch him play. He's very smooth. You know, coming out of pick and rolls, he's very slow. Takes his time. Finds his spot, and and once he's found his spot, you know, it's almost going in all his time. But
0: yeah, again, like you said, he's he's a perfect role player for that. He's a perfect role player for that team. I. That's but in saying that. That kind of makes it to our point. You know, he's a perfect role player for him. I mean, he kind of got... I don't think he'll be an all-star the next season. I think he was very lucky in the situation he got. But he is still a good player. You know, he's still that situation where he's still... You can't leave him over. You can't do anything. You can't You can't say he's a bad player. Because he's not saying he's a bad player. It's just... I know, I'm very off track. But for them to win a chip, I wouldn't have them at number two. I, I could see Milwaukee... I wouldn't be shocked. If Philly... I, I wouldn't be shocked. Oh... Philly better than them. I think Philly are better. I thought Philly, if they beat Toronto, would have beaten Milwaukee. So I still think that they're better than them. But uh, no, I think that I know that they just signed Chris Middleton to a big deal. But if they could get a like a player like Bradley Beal, you know, they trade, you know, Chris Middleton, Bradley Beal, you know, the, the, Milwaukee would have to throw in a couple more pieces. But that would be a situation where I think yeah, they could go out and, and win a chip because he's a guy who's just an isolation player. You know, they are got a play like that who's looking on the trademark, I think that could be a situation where they go. But I don't think Washington would do that just because it does, he doesn't fit their timeline. And he's on big money at Milwaukee now. But yeah, no, that's our, that was our eight. We both agreed on that. Moving on, uh, we'll have number seven, which we both agreed on, which was Philly. We just spoke about them. Philly, Philly's funny because they have the most potential in the East. I think that they're going to be the best team in the East. Looking right now, they'll probably I mean,
1: they've got the one of the best starting fives in the, if not the best starting five in the comp. Yeah,
0: they've got a, they've got one of the best starting fives in the comp. They have got the best starting five in the East, easily. I uh, think, yeah. Not i my head. can't really think of another team that's better than them starting five. You know, Lakers would be up. I mean, their Clippers worst, their
1: worst position would be Josh Richardson. Yeah, well, I think he's half, very, very. Half, half, I bad. think he's
0: a top ten underrated player in the league, along with players like Mike Conley, Drew Holiday. I think he's a player like, he's okay. not of their level. No, but he's a player that's very underrated. Now, he was in Miami, where Miami didn't get a lot of uh, TV time because they weren't as good anymore. But now he's a really good player. I like to watch. But I uh, know well, we had seven. If uh, Ben Simmons can get that jump shot, it's going to create so much more space for Joel and Bean to work in the post. Oh yeah, because there's pitches where if Ben Simmons on the three on the three point line, defenders are defending him at the free throw line. So like if you position that, if Joel's on the low post, he's got so much. What's the word I'm looking for? So much, I don't know. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but he doesn't have as much space as he would. It's very clogged up the paint for him, so he doesn't have any space for him to work with. So if Ben Simmons can just you know develop a jump shot, not be you know a Steph Curry like just shooter, but no, just just be just, a player that you know you can't leave open because he, he can knock it down. Yeah, have to
1: have that respect from his you know the other NBA. But I mean. Look, the videos that we're seeing, it's looking good. But, I mean, tomorrow they play their first preseason game. So, I'm sure Bleacher Report will break a video or something to break the internet of Ben Simmons.
0: Yeah, he'll shoot a three ball in the game. He'll and, shoot you know, something.
1: If, if he makes a three, I'm sure it's going to
0: break the internet. Oh, my God, Brandon Simmons has hit a three-pointer in the game. Ben Simmons, not Brandon Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Who the hell is Brandon Simmons? No, yeah, no, I, I exactly agree with what you mean. He's, he's the key for them because if yep. he can be that player that takes the step they can give Joel a bit more rest during the season because.
1: Oh, but yeah, like you said, if he takes that step,
0: that just gives him even
1: more chance of the if championship. He, if he gave them that step, they'd be a top five duo. They'd be, they'd be making the finals and competing with any team that goes in the in the, in the uh, championship. Yeah, I
0: think that that, no team in the West wants to see Philly make it through, just based on the fact that they they're so big and long and. You know, the be the biggest, the best piece that they got was Al Horford. I still can't believe how how, how why. I mean, not why, how they got him out of all things. Especially probably, with the
1: Boston-Philly rivalry.
0: Yeah, well, it's just funny, I think. I think it was because of Elton Breen, because Elton Breen spent some time in Atlanta, and he would have been, you know, talking with Al Horford and friends of Al Horford. And I think Al knows, he just wants to win right now, and he got his money. So he said, if I can go to a place where I can win and get the money, I'll go there. Yeah, they're just, yeah, like you said, they're so big. He probably didn't like the situation what happened last with Boston. You know, the whole Kyrie drama, and he's like, Even if he stays on the going because I just want a fresh start, and then you know, there'll be a better chance for them to win in Philadelphia. But yeah, I think the, the key is Ben Simmons, If he can develop that jump shot, just not, not just to knock the down just because he needs it, but if he develops that, it's just going to create less pressure, clog less paint for Joel. And if you know, he's going to miss 10 15 games at least this season, right? So if he misses that, Ben Simmons can go on a tear and you know, kind of be that player where he dominates. The only thing that they need, and I know I'm gonna say it, they need a back they need a couple more backups in their positions. They need a backup center because I know Al Horf is gonna play a lot of a lot of backup centre. But you know, what happens if Touchwood he gets injured and Joel's gonna miss 10, 15 games? Who's their centre? I don't really know if they have a backup Queen. Yeah, he didn't have a great season this season, so I just I mean he he was he, good he this can season be, before. He New can York. Be, if I I'd be a great backup. I'd be like, Yeah, that's fine, but just based off what we saw, he he didn't have the best I mean, season. We didn't. He didn't have the best season, but he also didn't get played a lot. Yeah. yeah. So but that's the reason why he wasn't playing good. There must be a reason why you're not getting played. It must just, it mustn't just be because you know, well oh, the coach doesn't like you or this or that. You know, it must be because he wasn't he wasn't producing. He probably you know took a step backwards. Where I think he needs to. He he's a very good player. I forgot, I even forgot they had them. If he can be a player, a team, I mean a player where he can. Provide 10, 15 minutes a night just to give Joel about a break and do good things. He he's a player that's an energy guy who's going to be good for Philly actually. Yeah, you so know. they have
1: Mike Scott in the power forward. Yeah, I, I like
0: Mike Scott. Mike Scott's a good power forward piece. You know, but yeah, I still think that oh, I
1: do. I do agree with you. I think they need a. I think they need to go get a, like just a, a more established. So, I mean, setup. sorry. I, I, being biased, I just want to see Jamal Crawford back in the league, but they need
0: another 2 Yeah, absolutely. I think that he's a piece, that so I wouldn't be shocked if he goes there. Because he'd, be, he'd be perfect because, he I mean, just, you got Trey who, Burke at point guard. Who's, who's, who can really score for them off that bench? Trey Burke. I'm just gonna, and that's not a, that's not a very that's consistent not very scorer. Good. That's not very good. So I think, yeah, they need a... Well, who's their backup two? I don't know. Their well, their backup, backup would two be, would be Zayas Smith, but he's he could still... Be, a, actually, he could be someone that could be pretty good. I, I like James Anderson at three. Yeah, they need... Yeah. I, they need they it. It. And I mean, not it, there's done. nothing wrong with going to get Jamal because you can still play the young blokes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jamal doesn't have to play every regular season game. Why does he... No, he doesn't have to. No, but like he still you know, played he last can, year. He and still dropped 50 15, points 15, last year for Phoenix. 15, 15, yeah. I don't know how he's not signed. He's just a flat-out scorer. If you're good at your job, then... Why, not, why is he not... He he's might, the sixth man of the year. They he might, knows knows how how they they might be worried about him and just his age. His age, but I don't know. I think... But he's nearly the same age as Vince Carter... and he's doing, you know, right now, I I think he's better than Vince Carter. Oh, he's doing a lot more than what Vince Carter's doing, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know why he's not signed. I would actually really, if I'm Philadelphia, if I'm, you know, a team like LA Clippers even, you know, I'm a team, a contending team, I'd still be looking at him. Maybe he might get picked up mid-season. Yeah, he might. You know, so that's that's that's, just, that's a good piece for them. Yeah, but I still think they need to just upgrade a bit on their backup pieces for them to be, you know, tired, like a full-blown, a full blown, you know, they're just going to make it through the East. But no, yeah, going back on to our duos, I still think, you know, you, you give Ben Simmons that jump shot, you know, that's that's going to be deadly for them. But uh, yeah, moving on, moving on to number six, we had difference. I had the Blazers, you had the Rockets. Um, I'm going off the Blazers there just simply based on the fact that Damian Lillard and CJ is just not as good as James Harden and Russell Westbrook. They have better, they're right now, you know, they're better matchup. I mean, not better matchup, they're right now, they're more consistent. But, you know, that, that, that Russell Westbrook and James Harden has a combination where they can just go off at any night. They can both get 30 that night. You know, look, 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 that they're playing that hard. So that's why I had them above Houston. Um, but, I mean, that's why I had Houston above Blazers. But get on to the Blazers. You know, there's not really there's not a lot that needs to be said. They're the best. They're the best. best. Co- the best backcourt. No, they're not. Who's the best backcourt? It'd be Golden State.
1: But he's not playing. Yeah, but this is if everyone's healthy. But no, we're talking about if we did our backcourts from a couple of
0: episodes ago. If we did our, back, yeah, our backcourts, it'd be them. But we're talking about just duos if healthy if we had our backcourt if healthy it'd be Clay and Steph yeah so this is if healthy this is a situation when healthy so yeah no I still think that they are for me now they're the they're the, they're the I don't know what backcourt they'd be I, I might change from mind. I reckon they're the third best backcourt only reason I had them, they're the most them. consistent. They have got the best chemistry, so that, that's why you know people would that's have one. That's exactly but why I had potentially them. Potentially wise, Houston. Houston. Potentially wise, Houston could be, Houston could be better than the the Warriors. I mean, that's a big statement. I'm not a massive Houston fan. I don't think they'll ever win a chip with that the situation they're in the team. And I just think D'Antoni could get the sack soon. But I just think that they are just better, just better players. So they could be a better chemistry, and they like each other. You know, they're good mates. Him and Harden and Westbrook, but we're talking about uh, the Blazers. They have probably the best chemistry out of all duos right now in the NBA, to, out of all 10 we're talking about, because they, they've they played the most together. Um, they're still pretty young. I uh, saw sort of the dams like I would trying to get a championship. I mean, that's the mentality you want to have. It'll be tough for them, you know. but I still think that they're going to be a team in the regular season where they'll probably be, probably be a top four, top five seed even though they might not be the fourth or best team in the NBA right in the West right now, they'll still get the wins because they just know how to win. They've got chemistry. Now, they picked up Eneskierna. I mean, not Eneskierna, sorry. Eneskierna uh, left, but they picked up Hassan Whiteside, who's going to be a nice piece for them. I think he'll be a player that you get, brings a lot of energy to that team because they're missing the Bosnian beast. They're missing Yusuf Nurkic. So it'll be good to see, you know, Whiteside get a fresh start too. And I think a lot of teams have, a lot of people in the NBA have forgotten. He, he was a very, very good player. He was a really, really nice piece to watch. So, you know, having... They have, I think, a bit... They're just getting better and better every season. So I think that, that duo is going to have a lot more help for them. Uh, I'd like to see CJ McCollum finally break into the, the All-Star. It would be very hard for him. We 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 treat him like he's an All-Star. Which, well, he's, a, you know, he's a talented player. Heck of a he's player. a top 25, top 30 player in the league. So, he's getting he's getting better enough. Hopefully, he'll get that All Star because I do like I do like what he does because he's a player that can just go off and get you 10, 15 points in a row. But um, yeah, no, that will be a really nice piece. What do you have to say about him?
1: Uh, I, like I said, I, I only had Blazers over Houston because of the potential. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, sorry, not
1: potential. Uh, consistency. Consistency, proven. chemistry, they're yeah. proven. Um, and they're a heck of a backcourt too. So. I mean, obviously, if Harden and Westbrook, and you know everything's being said that the media wants to hear, um, it's gonna have to be proven on the court if they can work together. Which yeah. um, I I I hope the best for them, and I hope it does work because it'd be one exciting two duo to watch. Yeah, be really good to watch. Um, like you said, they can go off at any given time. So, but yeah, I, I'm going off uh, just how much proven the Blazers are with. Uh, you know, Lillard and McCallum. So they're dynamic, those two. So i just put them higher than the Houston. That's the only reason. I mean, if it works, it works. And otherwise, if it backfires, then obviously the Blazers are still going to be the, that better duo there. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, but that, that's the only reason there for me.
0: Yep. No, I agree with you on that. The chemistry, they are much better chemistry. But yeah, moving on, you, had, you did have Houston at five. I had... No, you had Blazers at five. I had Houston at five. The only thing I want to say for Houston... The reason why I like this more is because as a basketball fan, I don't really like as much watching a lot of isolation ball. Yeah, if you're hot, no worries. But if you look, you've look, watched Houston, it's dead set, dribble the ball up, pass it to Harden, let him dance on the top of the three-point line. If he gets a drive, drive. if he gets a three-point shot, he shoots it. If not, he'll kick it to a quarter for a three. Watching that, it's not the greatest to watch as basketball. So I think having Russell come in, it's gonna you know he's gonna have to have the ball more in his hands, and it's gonna make James Harden more consistent. I think because he's not gonna get as many touches, but he's gonna get touches at the times where he's like, Russ, I want the ball, this spot, I want to get a bucket, give it to me here. You know he'll be he'll be more more free. I think because he won't have the burden of just going out to have to score. 35 points a game for them to be competitive. So I figured that that's why I had this combination better because it's just going to create so much less pressure for Harden. And, you know, want him want him and Westbrook are better than Harden and CP3. So that situation there is just going to be much better. You know, they like each other. They've been friends before the start. You know, so they want to work together. So that's why I have this duo so high, even though they haven't played a single game together. They're going to be so interesting and exciting to watch. That's why I had them at five. What did you think about Blazers? Because you had them at five.
1: Yeah, they're, I mean, like I said, they're just more proven. It's good to watch. It's good basketball to watch with those two. The chemistry is high, as you can get. Played together for multiple years now. But um, yeah, overall, I mean, yeah, That's I can't really say much more. We've basically covered everything in the terms of the Rockets and the Blazers and with their two duos. So yeah, moving on.
0: Yeah, moving on. So, number four, uh, we both had the Warriors. Well, number four to one, we both have the same teams. So, number four, we had the Warriors. Um, There's not a lot that needs to be said with, you know, Stephen Clay. They're the best backcourt. I'll go top three backcourt ever. Um, I think Mark Jackson, he came out saying that before they were starting to get the hype. He said this backcourt could be the best backcourt ever. A lot of people, you know, bulked that even said, no, you're crazy. No, it will never work. But a lot of people don't understand how good of a player Clay Thompson is. For a player to still score 18 to 20 points. without hardly dribbling the basketball. And with two of the best players ever to play the game on his team. No more, not a lot of players could do that. You know, you look at who's, you look at, B three Miami. That's the only other players that did it to that good of a tee, because they did have the, the they had the four the Warriors. But Draymond's not a scorer, and he he can admit that himself. So he 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 had to take that backstep. Clay, where not a lot of people would have wanted to take that backstep in that situation. You know, he's best backcourt in the league. He was averaging 20-22 a game with Steph. You know, he was the second piece to that team, and they won a championship like that. So I still think you know that having him know, yeah, when, when healthy, when he comes back, they'll be so, so good. I think that they'll be a team where he'll be the second piece and now D'Angelo will be the third piece. And now Having a player like D'Angelo Russell being the third piece, I still think that's a team where a lot of people are going to forget about the Warriors, but I still think that they'll be really, really good because they still have that system in place. Yes, they're not going to be as good, but they'll still be good. They've gotten a lot younger, a lot fresher, New faces, uh, but I still think that they're they're a team that with that that duo of Steph Clay and then you still got Draymond there. That team just knows how to win. They're winners. They're proven winners, and I still think that they're going to be really exciting to watch. What do you think about them?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're you know, like you said they're they're just great. Those two. They've again they're another two that just their chemistry over years built on. Building up and building up, and it's just only going to get better. And obviously, with Clay out this year, that Curry's got to go to another level, and he's got to learn to have some chemistry with D. Russ, and the Warriors have to play in a different different way. But um, yeah, no, I think you know with the Clay and Curry, they just complement each other so well. Um, you don't really see Clay do too much ISO. No, you don't. Um, but I mean, when they're hot, they find each other. You know, yeah, Steve Kerr Steve Kerr's know how to expose other teams,
0: you know, with all the, you know, off off ball screens, away screen, down I screens. I don't think he gets as much talk as he should as a coach because he's a very, very smart coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you were talking about Houston before and, and how you know last year Harden scored, scored almost averaged probably about thirty points a game just off ISO. Curry could do that without even, you know, he, he oh, I say that three, in a maybe, more, maybe six. does
0: do that in a more way where it's basketball. Yeah. And he does it in the basketball. It's, it's, t- it's, it's, like it's the, the easiest way to, way to say. He's going to do it in a way where it's more of a basketball. It's a purist yeah. basketball. And you watch the Warriors
1: like that you know, Clay goes out and gets 20 and he could easily get 20, probably about 24. Yeah. Probably about 24 yep. a game when, you know, when they don't have, when they, now they don't have KD. So he'll obviously step up, obviously he's injured, but we'll talk about when he gets back. But, um. Yeah, he can get 24 and that's you know hardly isolation that's just no, coming off yeah, absolutely coming right. off screens coming off on uh coming off on ball screens you know you know he doesn't he hardly comes off on ball screens yeah and when he does it's one bounce or two bounces he ain't dribbling yeah. that much um and you know he's just such an elegant player I use the word elegant no, he to is. watch because he's just so you know, him, pu- him like off, you said he's
0: a you know it's a purist him off the ball If you ever watch... If you go back and you look at Clay Thompson off the ball, he's moving and Steph Curry too. They're moving so much. They're just constantly moving. They're never stopping. they never stood in one position. They're just constantly moving. And that's how, they, actually score. A that's skill. how they score their it's points. It's actually a skill to run, off, to run off screens, to run off You know, handoffs. I mean, there's only a couple of it's NBA skill. players
1: who have been able to do it at such a of high level. Yeah, absolutely. And there's only a couple to this day that I can think of that are still in the league.
0: Yeah, no, there's not a lot. Kyle Korva, JJ, JJ Reddick. Reddick. that's it, really. And then you've you know, got Curry, Clay. Yeah, there's not a lot of players that can do that. They just do it at a higher level. But, yeah, they do it really, really well.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, that, yeah, by far, I mean, that's as much as I can say on the Warriors. But, yeah, the chemistry and the way they score the ball is just outstanding.
0: Hence why they're in our top four, was it? Yeah, top four. Yeah, our four for us both. Uh, number three, we both had the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I look at that now, and I may be thinking, you know, maybe they might be two. But the only reason I don't have them at number two is just based on the fact that, you know, I'll, I I will not want to get into who's our number two, but the number two team's pretty, pretty good. They just We've never really seen a duo like that before, so that's why I happened them there. But our number three was both the Nets. They had the... I reckon they had the second third best pre, no not preseason free agency in the NBA this season I think the only other team that would beat them would be the Clippers and the Lakers you know the Lakers did go out and get AD so it's pretty big and the Clippers got Kawhi and Paul George which is massive too but no the the, the Nets the best thing about this duo is KD and Kyrie wanted to play with each other and you don't really see a lot of duos anymore like big, big stars like that want to play with each other and say we'll go to a different team and play with each other there's usually one player at one place that wants to go to that place so I'm really I'm really excited to see what they do I think it's really good for both KD and Corey because it's just fresh it's a fresh situation for them and Brooklyn hasn't had a team yet where they were dominant they had you know the KG, Paul Pierce Darren Williams and Brook Lopez, they had that team where they, you know, full of you know, all stars that were maybe two, two years, one year, past their prime. The only player that was in there, you know, dominant was probably Darren Williams, and he was kind of, he was disappointing. So for them to go to Brooklyn, and play in a situation and a, in a team chemistry where it's so, so team oriented, I think they're gonna have a lot of fun with that. You know, I think Kenny Atkinson's a, a coach where he doesn't get enough credit. He's really smart, and he's built a culture, say with their GM Sean Marks, where they're they're tough, gritty, play hard, play the right way, play you know fast, up tempo ball too. But you know they're tough, gritty, and I think that's like suits Brooklyn. You know they're fast, like just just the area of Brooklyn. You know it's gritty, but they they are uptown. You know they've got you know a bit of bit of swagger to them. So I really like you know Kyrie and Caddy going there. It's funny how Curry got so much backlash for just going to a place where he wants to play basketball. You know, it's just like he wants to go to a place to play basketball. He's a free agent. He's free to do whatever he wants. Same with KD, like he allowed that do what he wants, you know. He wants to go there, he wants to go there. So, you know, them going both there I think it's a mad. I think that, that that was the situation where I was, you know, looking back I was the most pleased because I, I really liked Brooklyn and I just thought that they they're gonna be so much better with them. And they didn't really lose a lot of their core players. They lost D'Angelo, which was going to happen, but they didn't lose. They didn't have to give up Spencer, did we? They didn't have to give up. They didn't have to give up Joe Harris. They Didn't have to give up Jarrett Allen. You know, players that are still young, really good players that can help them fill the void when KD's out. So I really like what they've done. You know, Sean Marks is probably for me a top five currently GM in the NBA. Because you know, huh? one of the players he did bring in that not a lot of people speak of was Torian Prince, and he had a nice real preseason game where he was making threes and, you know, being that player, like a 3 and type player, which is what they'll need with KD. gone. So I really like what they've done. But uh, what do you think about them? Um, yeah, no, I
1: think we'll see KD when he gets back healthy. Um, you know, we saw him in Golden State. um and he, you know he was their their player who he ran the offense but like you know it was also you had Steph Curry and Clay there so you had yep. two other stars I think you're gonna see the KD of old when I say that I mean OKC-esque KD where he just was happy. just Russ and him and it was just happy free it was just crazy to watch I mean when you throw back <laughs> it, was just, to, it
0: was just a team he wanted to win
1: yeah you watch those you watch and I'm I'm a Thunder supporter but you know, you back in the day when you had Russ and KD, they just wanted to win and they went at it. And I feel like you're gonna have the same thing with Kyrie and KD here. Yep. they're both in a place where they're happy. They both want to win in their career. Um, and a big thing, like I said, KD just you know he's happy. He's gonna have freedom, and Kenny Atkinson's gonna you know let KD do what he wants and, but also put him in through their system. And I just think you're gonna see OKC old. You know, throw back KD, and it's going to be fun to watch. And I'm a massive KD fan, so yeah. It's not just you know, people don't you know they you know he's the v- easy easy to pick on and an be the villain to of a
0: team when they have you know one game off winning the championship, but yeah, I mean, I mean he's yeah. not a bad guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone loves to pick on him, but oh, I I love KD no matter you I know. Think it's
0: going to be a situation where he's going to be like LeBron again, where LeBron went to the Heat, everyone hated him, and then he moved to. Cleveland back again, and you know everyone loved him. Now he's at the Lakers. You know, no one cared when he left the Cleveland there because
1: they were happy because they wanted to
0: check. Yeah, but not just that. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. He's a free agent, man. Like they're allowed to do what they want.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm very excited to watch when he comes back healthy. But yeah, I even I mean, even watching Kyrie in Brooklyn's gonna be fun too. Yeah, it's gonna L- be nice L- to L- see L-
0: him. He, he he fits Brooklyn to a T. I think mean.
1: I think um they're gonna have some swagger.
0: Yep, absolutely. They're gonna have massive swagger and. Team player we didn't we didn't speak of they signed DeAndre Jordan, who if you looked at, you looked at it, you thought, oh, I don't know why they signed him. You know they got Jaren Allen, but he's a player that looks really really good, looks really fit. You know looks like he was just free. You know looks like he's been playing. He'll play like the basketball of old when he was at the Clippers with Chris Paul, like a good point guard. That Kyrie's not a point guard like Chris Paul where he'll find, find you and get you in really good places, but. Brooklyn's is a really smart team, so they'll be able to find him and, and the sets they run, if it ends in the pick and roll, they'll be able to get him open just based on the fact that they're so good at running sets and the spacing. I think the Andre Jordan's a real nice piece for them. If that, and if that means Jarrett Allen's either going to back up him or DeAndre Jordan backs up, that's probably the best backup center in the league, whoever that is. Yeah, so I think that's a really nice piece for them. But yeah, um, we've spoken about the Brooklyn Nets. What we're going to do is move on to number two, which is the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, the Los Angeles Clippers had the the most surprising offseason because even though we knew Ka- Kawhi wanted to go to LA and he was speaking about going to LA and playing in LA, a lot of players thought, yeah, he's going to the Lakers. Now, before free agency, it was, yep, yeah, he's going to go. If he goes, it's going to be the Clippers. And what I love was, in it's in ultimate Kawhi fashion, he kind of told you what he was doing. And he was like, I want to go to the Clippers. Everyone was like, yeah, 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 he's going to go to the Clippers. And then, you know, Rumble, it's just rumours. I don't know if it's going to be the Clippers. I think mean, it's going to be the Lakers. You know, they've got an AD. You know, if he wants to win chips, that's the easiest way for him to win chips. And it was funny, there was no speaker on the Clippers. And then we were both, lucky and I, were at our local basketball stadium and then he said we got a bleach report, Kawhi's joining the Clippers, and we were both shocked, we we're like, Wow, but it's ultimate Kawhi fashion. He kind of bucks the trend and everything. He zigs when everyone zags. And that's why I really like what he's done there. But then what the funniest thing was they got Paul George, which no one expected, so what I like is this that's two of the best defenders defending winning sorry, in the league on one team. And you already have Pat Beverly on that team. I don't know how anyone's going to score on them. on a, If a team has a one, two, three, I don't know how anyone's going to be able to get decent buckets off of, on a team like the Lake of the Clippers. It's going to be so hard for teams to score because they'll probably play Paul George at the two. That way they'll start Jermichael Green. But I believe that's just something so, so dominant that we haven't seen. Just the dominant defending duo. That's why I had them at number two, because, yeah, Kyrie and KD are probably two better offensive scorers than Kawhi and Paul George, but the defense is really something special. I don't think we'll ever see it in a long, long time. I don't think this, there's a duo like this that will come around. You know, it doesn't come around often. I can't think off the top. There's obviously duos that are really good defenders, but they're going to be two defenders that you know they're going to argue i want to defend the best defender the best offensive player on this team and they might have arguments about that i don't know if there's ever been a duo that's done that before and then you put in pat beverly who's ultimate dog he's ultimate dog fighter he's a warrior you know so it'll be really interesting to see about them what do you think
1: yeah there's a there's craziness about those two um they it's gonna be interesting to see how they work i wouldn't say they complement each other Greatly, but no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, um, but they're, they're going to be exciting to watch. I mean, they're going to be able to lock down anybody they want. I mean, it's basically going to be a competition of who wants to guard the best player. Because, yep, you absolutely. Know, <laughs> one night, PG goes, "Hey, no, I'm, I've got him," and then you know, Quice and then, "No, no, I got him." <laughs> Two of the best defenders in the league arguing over who they want to guard. <laughs> you don't
0: see that very often. No, you never see it. That's why I'm like, it's just going to be so interesting to see what they're like as a team. So that's why that's why I had them at two because it's just gonna be so interesting to see what they have. Yeah, they've never played a game together, but you don't have to play a game together to realize that they're gonna be a really really special team to watch. Really fun to watch too. You know, a team's gonna be stifling defensively, up and into your body. They're gonna be really good to watch. So that's why I had them at number two. Yeah, it's good. So they've we both had them at number two without even know without even talking to each other about our about our lists. But uh, moving on to number one, we both had the loss in the Lakers. Um, LA got the best, have got the best duo in the league. It's just that simple. I don't think you have to watch basketball to a pure, pure, pure form to understand that. They have LeBron James, who I don't care what anyone says, he's still the best player in basketball. And then you got the best big in basketball. Ad was a top five talent before this whole New Orleans Pelicans drama happened, where he didn't want to be on the team. He was a top five talent still. So now you put him with the best player, who's a born winner, just knows how to win. I think that this duo, when it's all said and done, will be holding the chip up. And the end of the season, they're that good. You know, LeBron's gonna you know, have his revenge season. I reckon where I think he'll be the MVP of the league. But having hit Ad. I don't think he's ever had a player like AD before who's a big, strong, could go out, get an isolation bucket on the front, on the three-point line, who can pick and roll to a T. He's probably one of the best role means in the NBA. And the funniest thing is, LeBron's going to play a lot of point guard this season. And I just don't think the league's ready for that combination, to be honest with you. I think that they're going to tear up the league you know, they're going to be really special to watch, and that's why I had them at number one. you know, I just love what they've done, You know, LA just in general. They've, they've got Dwight Howard now, Val McGee. They did have DeMarcus Cousins, but he tore his ACL. They've got centres, so they don't have to play AD at the centre, so he doesn't have to bang and smash himself throughout the season. There will be situations where he'll finish the game at the five, but there won't be situations where he has to start at five anymore which I think is going to create more longevity for him just as a player. So I think that's why I'm really high on the Lakers right now. Just watching the Lakers, they had, they've had they added Dwight Howard, and I think that he's just in a mind space where he hasn't been before a long, long time since Orlando, where he's just, you know what? I want to win. I want to do whatever it takes. I don't really care about my stats, how many minutes I get. I just care about winning, and I don't think that we've seen the Dwight Howard rejuvenate afresh. He looks a lot slimmer, but leaner at the same time. So he looks really fit, and that's why i just I'm just massive on LA. You know, the, the pieces they've added. They've added Dwight Howard. They added Danny Green. You know, who's just won the championship. They retain Rondo, who I think is a massive piece for them. You know, they've added Quinn Cook, who's been in a really really good system. You know, just they've added. You know, the best place, I think the most underrated piece they added was Avery Bradley, who's super 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 defensively. You know. Just defensive machine, you know, super defensive. So he'll be really, really good for them in a in a way that he'll he won't play, you know, a lot of minutes. He won't be the type of player that's just going to come out and be a consistent bench player. But he'll be a player where he'll come in one game and just tear up in a play. He'll be a player where I could see him come in the third quarter of a playoff game and come in and just take the game over just through his defense. You know, when LA a bit a bit of you know. In you know, a stifling run, you know, you can put him one there, one of the better offensive players, and he can get some stops on them. So it is so deep. That's why I'm really interested in this. That's why I think that this duo is so good. What about you, Locke?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, LeBron, AD, number one in duos. They complement each other so well. LeBron, you know, I'm a bit biased here, but he's still the best player in the world to me. Absolutely. I don't think there's a question. Um just because he had a shit season and got injured, I just,
0: you know. I don't even think he had that bad of a season. No, I don't, I don't think he did either. because he was injured. You can't. It's funny. It was his groin, wasn't it? Yeah. Groins are finicky to play with, you know. It's just funny because you can think that you're all right and then they can hurt. You know, I haven't really had a, a groin injury per se, but I just know that they're, they're not something to play with. So that's why I think that he had a bad season. Like, not a bad season, but he had a declining season. Because we've realised now he's not human. I mean, he is human. You know, yeah. There's a lot of years where he wasn't human. So it's just that. Well, I mean, the, the year before when he played with Cleveland
1: and he had scrubs on his team. Yeah,
0: he, he played without, <laughs> you know, he played the with a team where his second best player. was Kevin Love. was Kevin Love. But then his third best player was, I don't know.
1: Jordan Clarkson, George Hill. <laughs> yeah. That's They're in Tristan I think Thompson. That,
0: that, I think that just alone is one of the best performances. We're getting off topic here. That's one of the best performances of a player ever. He had some shocking players on his team when he took them to the finals. Yeah, they got swept and all, but I don't give, I don't care. He's no, such a machine. That's a, if, that's he comes a, to a, if he goes to a level like that, man, who's going to stop that's thing. Yeah. I, don't, I, just, I just don't think that, you know, LA Clippers will be able to stop that, even though they, I said, you know, I won't come true for myself, they've got the greatest defenders in the league. No one can stop LeBron James. See, I don't the think there's thing is, ever ever a player that PG
1: could and Kawhi, they're great. They're great defenders, don't get me wrong. However, when you're talking, yeah, you can go Mark LeBron. Go Mark LeBron. Yeah. But like who the days. hell is going to stop AD? Because I can tell you now, Kawhi can do a good job, PG can do a job, but they ain't going to stop him because, no. well, he's, not, he's six foot 10, six foot eleven.
0: And this is where the Clippers, you know, they needed to go and get a better speed. Who the hell is going to mark AD Bigs in their league? That's why I think even if, you know... I'm just say this is for instance, they, they, they make the finals. Who the hell is going to stop, Ju- I mean, Joel Embiid? Yeah. Who the hell is going to stop him? See, that's the like, thing, though.
1: Like, so we're getting off topic here, but like, as you said before, how big Philly is. We go back on topic to LA with LeBron. They're massive, Lebron. man. They're massive. Like, you got if LeBron. You put LeBron at the point. Lebron. Is, sorry, is LeBron 6'10? No, 6'8. He's 6'8. 6'8. You got AD, 6'10, 6'11. Dwight Howard. 6'11. Seven-foot JaVal McGee. Like, oh, you got so much Dan guys Marie, that can rotate. Eight. You can rotate. Like, you got this team's massive. Like, that would... You know what? If, if I'm talking finals matchup, that'd be good to watch. Two big teams. There's a potential it's funny, as well. because
0: the, the league's... I mean, it's faster and it's more positionless. But it's going back to centers being a, a more important piece now. With, I think, mean, you know, it's, it's funny. You know, Dwight Howard's going to probably... Be a player where he's much better now because he doesn't really have to do as much. He's just gonna go in, work as hard as he can for five six minutes, and get off, get his rest, and get back when he's ready. So I just think that this Lakers team is something. It's something to watch out for. If I if I had to pick my championship favorites, it'd be give it bad. to them. For me, the top three would be would be Lakers, Clippers, and then I'd have Philly, just yep. based on the fact that yep. they're in the East and I think it's a weaker pool. So. I agree that's what i have but uh that's our top 10 duos um make sure that you guys like share comment subscribe to whatever you want to get this late podcast rolling all right thanks for that have a good day peace